Hello. Welcome to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode 18, Kansas. Follow me on Instagram at Burning Springs. Email unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. Got an email. Going to read it later. Facebook. Go to the search bar. Type in Unreasonable Doubt. The podcast page should come up. Hit the blue thumb. Like the page. Follow the podcast there. West Virginia loses to Kansas. 71-66. Do not panic. Have you heard the term buy low, sell high? Well... It's a good time to buy West Virginia stock because it's dropped in value a little bit. People are going to panic, going to sell their stock. Buy as much West Virginia stock as you can right now because I am am confident that this is a top 10, top 15 team that is going to be a tough out in the NCAA tournament in March. But West Virginia loses this game. They looked tired, and it looked like they flew back from Lubbock, Texas on Saturday, and Kansas had to travel as well, but shots were hitting the front of the rim in the second half, especially Javon Carter shot eight threes, hitting the front rim a bunch, gave up some, had some defensive breakdowns in the second half, and that's because you're tired. Because you're playing a lot of minutes. Um, and West Virginia had a bad passing game. Only nine assists for the game. Turned the ball over way too much in the second half. And Kansas is a really good team. And they've won the Big 12 100 years in a row. So that is, while it's a game West Virginia should have won, it's not a terrible loss. It really isn't. So do not be discouraged. I'm going to be discouraged, but do not be discouraged because this is a good team. Talk about psychology. Bill Self, one of the best coaches in college basketball. He has lost four in a row in Morgantown last four years. So what does he do? He shows up this year in the Huggins Windbreaker. It even had... (laughs) It even had the little general store logo on the sleeve. So total, you know, oh, hey, Bob, this is your town. I'm going to show respect to you. Wear this uh, pullover. You know, total reverse psychology move. So I didn't like seeing that at the beginning of the game. I thought, oh, no, he's definitely trying something different here to sway the game. And also, this was the first game that Jay Billis called. And he was saying things that that were grinding in the second half, but and he's he's a smart guy. He knows what he's talking about. He's a really good analyst. But of course, he's saying WVU should be up more. I don't know how many times he said that in the first half. Uh, Oh, Kansas is only down seven. West Virginia should be up more. Kansas should feel good just being down seven. Billis was saying, hey, WVU settling for jump shots. And they were. And they were missing jump shots late in the game. 
So, tough loss. To be, if you're keeping track, West Virginia's first three Big 12 conference games with freshman aggressive neck tattoo Teddy Allen playing a big role. West Virginia scored 85, 77, and 79. Last three games in the Big 12 where Teddy Allen has not scored, and in the Kansas game, Kansas game he didn't even get in. WVU scored 57, 71, and 66. So a drop-off in points. We got Ahmad back. Ahmad still not at 100%. He had five turnovers in this game. But Teddy Allen is the difference in the first three versus the last three games. Random thoughts coming up. Random thoughts from the Kansas game. West Virginia ended up losing. But the first half was amazing to watch. Outside of the Missouri comeback game, where that guy that I was actively sports hating, the guy that tried to throw it in the Javon Carter's bed basket, I was super excited about that game, and it was a comeback game. Second most excited I've been for a WVU game was the first half, because Sagabacanate was denying everything. Five blocks. Was it five blocks? He might have had more. But they were all amazing blocks. It looked like he was playing playing beach volleyball. Just timing it right. They were trying to spike the ball on him. And he was tapping it back over the net. Makai Luke. I think that's his name. He... He tried to ruin Kanate's world. If he would have dunked that successfully, I really thought about it. Because there was enough time to think about it. It was a couple of seconds. He was going in. He was trying to go in strong. Kanate was waiting. So if he would have successfully dunked on Kanate as hard as he tried to dunk it, I think it would have turned off the TV. Like... Okay, dude. You ruined our guy. Uh, I'm going to go to bed now. But in fact, Kanate timed it perfectly as he does and ruined him. And the crowd was so into it. Because every block Kanate had in the first half was a highlight. It was amazing. One of the blocks... Legit was a beach volleyball block. He blocked it with two hands. It makes me think of... You know, I'm talking about beach volleyball. It makes me think of Top Gun. You know, Goose had a strong block in him. And then you start thinking about Iceman. Uh, like, spinning the ball on his finger. And... What was he? <laughs> that one guy showing off his abs... Just Google it. Anyway, Kanate gets the MVP of the game. Because even if he didn't go 7 of 10 from the field and make his free throws and not get in foul trouble, well, he kind of got in foul trouble. But those five blocks in the first half 
were amazing. And so I almost, you know, it's a 9 p.m. game. My family's upstairs asleep. I want to scream. Can't do that because it's going to wake up the family. So I end up, like, rolling my thumb on my iPhone and sending that to a friend of mine, signifying, you know, random letters means that I'm, I'm freaking out because of how exciting it is. Uh, so that's what I had to settle for. But totally giddy in the first half with the... <laughs> just, it's amazing he just kept doing that. And so Kansas changed their strategy in the second half. They did not try to dunk hard on Kanate. They did lobs. They did floaters. Uh, they Lesson learned by Kansas. And so they were not dumb. Another thing about Kansas... Kansas, we're talking about sports hate. I cannot sports hate Kansas. They've won the conference 100 years in a row. They don't have a bunch of one-and-done freshmen. They got seniors on the team. Bill Self is a good coach, smart coach. Graham is not annoying. Luke's not annoying. The last annoying Kansas player I can think of is a dude named Brendan Green. I don't know if you remember this guy. He kind of reminds me of Teddy Allen in looks, but he was super cocky, three-point shooter, and that's the most sports hate I've had for a college player was Brendan Green. Uh, But this team, I couldn't hate on them. I respected Kansas, and I do respect Kansas. So not as fun because you don't sports hate them. Uh... But still hate Brendan Green. Final thoughts coming up. Final thoughts for the Kansas game. Going to read an email sent to unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. This email comes from longtime emailer Jeff Croft in Charleston, West Virginia. His subject line reads, court storming incident. My guess is this is about uh, after the Texas Tech game in which the fans stormed the court. Uh, the fans got close to the WVU players. Uh, they got close to Wesley Harris in particular. And Wesley, looking at the video, looked like he punched somebody. I think after further review, it was a forearm, allegedly. But anyways, the email references that. It goes, Hi Josh, who do you believe is most at fault for the court storming incident at Texas Tech where Wesley Harris threw a punch at a spectator? Ooh, he gives me a multiple choice option. Is it A, Wes Harris for failing to keep us cool? B, Tech fans for storming the court at the end of a game in which they were favored? Now, that's a very strong point. You shouldn't storm the court if you're a favorite. C, Tech security for failing to protect the players? Or D, the WVU team as a whole for losing? Additionally, where do you stand on storming the court? Is it ever a good idea? Thanks, Jeff, sent from my iPhone. Hey, Jeff, minor quibble here, and this is probably just a me problem. But that part on your signature where you say sent from my iPhone, could you take that off of there? Just go into whatever settings you have to and erase that so that when you send emails that it's not sent from your iPhone or, or keep it you know you're it's a free country 
and you're in a you're a grown man i'm assuming so continue that but one man's opinion take that off of there but to answer your question who do i think is most at fault probably d if west virginia does not lose the game then the fans do not storm the court i don't believe outside of that stanford band game that took place a long time ago where the band was on the field and they ended up losing does a team storm the court or the field or a team's fans storm the court or field in a losing situation so it's probably D but all of those are have fault I mean Wes Harris even if he felt threatened it's a bunch of college kids nobody's coming after you but you know Wes Harris if he's defending himself I can't fault him for that uh, but to your question, where do you stand on storming the court? It's stupid. My opinion on that is it's stupid, and it's not ever a good idea. And West Virginia has done it, and those fans were stupid. Because you know what it is? Why it's stupid? As a fan, what are you doing? When you storm the court, you're making the win about yourself? Hey, look at me. And you cheered and stuff, but you didn't have anything to do with the win. Really? The players had something to do with it and the coaches. So you can totally celebrate off the court. uh, And then flip it. Should the players go into the stands for any reason? And most of you would say no to that. And I would agree. So stay off the court. Nobody storms the tennis court if somebody wins. Um, It's a weird thing. And it's a look at me thing. That's the part that I don't like. It's like claiming ownership for something you you really didn't have anything to do with. So it's stupid. Stay off the court. That's it for this episode. Listen on anchor.fm. Download the Anchor app. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Play. If you do that, subscribe, rate it five stars, leave a review. Those are nice things to do. The next game is Saturday in Morgantown at 2 p.m. on CBS against Texas. Texas is great at defense, not great at offense. West Virginia is 15-3.